Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Before we get to the show, as you all know, we are going on tour this Woo-hoo! summer and we have official dates and cities for you so we are going to list them for you right now we're starting in new orleans on june 6th milwaukee on june 21st detroit on june 23rd cleveland on june 24th philadelphia on june 26th houston on july 10th austin on july 12th dallas on july 15th and nashville on july 19th then where are we going then god this list is (laughs) scary (laughs) it's 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 really hitting this tour home for me Mm -hmm. so then we are going to be in atlanta on july 21st Denver on July 24th, Salt Lake City, Utah Mm. on July 25th. We'll probably have to bring our own wine. Maybe. (laughs) Then we're going to Portland, Oregon on July 26th, Seattle Mm -hmm. July 27th, San Francisco on July 30th, and rounding it out in Los Angeles on August 2nd. So these tickets... Uh, links will be on the website. More information, head to wineandcrimepodcast.com and hit that uh, events tab for some more info, and we will see you on the road. Yes, we will. You are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Oh, my God. Sure you do. fucking know it. Fucking nailed it. Um, I'm Kenyon. I'm Lucy. I'm Amanda. And we have two very special guests this week. Our close friends, Christine and M from And That's Why We Drink. We're the five best friends that anyone could have, and we're the five best friends that (laughs) anyone (laughs) could have. have. (laughs) Uh, I'm surprised Christine isn't uh, chugging wine with you guys today. We've got a a stiff Starbucks order going over here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I've had four cups of coffee. Today? Well, the last time we recorded, it was 10 a.m., and I had a tax appointment at 2, and I decided to get <laughs> drunk with you guys, and it yep. ended poorly. <laughs> Let's it just did. say it didn't end super great for my bank account, so... I Christine's to going to jail for tax evasion, and it's I'm mostly actually, our fault. I'm actually in jail right now, yeah. recording from my uh, myself. Yeah. Coming at no you live from The Rock. <laughs> I, I got arrested, too, just so we could record at the same time. That's perfect. Oh, you're such a, good, a good friend. friend. So we've you're got honored, technical reasons. We're honored to be your one phone call. Thank you. Bail us out at the end, by the way. Our bail is a million dollars. Well, we don't have that kind of money. But yeah. Enjoy we'll some toilet wine and milkshakes in the meantime, because yeah. you're going to be in there a while. Some milkshake hooch. <laughs> yeah. Hunker down. Bathtub milkshake. Oh, my God. All right. We have a very special fan pick episode for you this week, brought to you by Megan Bartolo, um, who would like to shout out their younger sister, Carla Cahill. 
and I have mm. in my notes read email, and I definitely forgot to pull up the email. So one moment. <laughs> Great. In the Shall meantime, we, we do have a butt plug. All right, do the butt Ooh, plug while I'm searching perfect. for this email. Okay, so this week we want to shout out Cherry Moon Press and also the Minnesota Pins. Oh my god, oh my god. you guys. Oh, my God, I have chills. What are okay. they? So this woman named Gigi and her team, they make these pins, and most of them are Minnesota-oriented, like Prince oh. pins, Drop Dead Gorgeous pins. Yeah, uh, I wore my Drop Lizzo Dead Gorgeous pin pins. to your live show. Mm-hmm. Do they have pins about you? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Gigi sent us over some sample pins, and they're just like... Feminist. There's one that says They're 100% flawless. that bitch Lizzo Shaw. Oh, fucking yes. love amazing, it. you guys. There's one that amazing. says you, David, which is Kenyon's favorite. <laughs> so good. Basically, these, my favorite is the Frida, the oldest living Lutheran pin. Yep. From they Drop got the gorgeous. Frida sign. Take down Take the, damn, down Frida the Frida goddamn sign. Frida sign, you lazy sons of bitches. So anyway, oh. they got it going on. And Gigi is offering our listeners 20% off your first order with the code wine and crime. So head to cherrymoonpress.com and or the minnesotapins.com. Get your enamel pin fix Ugh. and that 20% mm. off. Mm. And I that code is wine and crime, all one word. Yep. I, I thought you were going to say wine or uh, Minnesota pins was like a sports team, but it ended up way better than that. So thank you. That's so Minnesota much better than sports. I think you're thinking. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No association. Uh, don't worry. I don't. I no don't relation. Have many skills in life. So, but we are big fans uh, over it, and that's why we drink. We're quite f- big fans of an enamel pin. We love a good we love enamel a pin. Fucking well, yes. Check them out. Cherry Moon Press, Minnesota pins. And we I'm on it. We'll use wine and crime as our as our discount code. What a code. good idea! Yeah, you fucking yeah. will. Do it. I mean, <laughs> please do. Kenyon, did you find I that did. email? I did. Oh okay. God, bless! So this is, Look at us. We're so prepared. So this is from Megan, our fan picker. <clears throat> she says, "Quote: I think you quite literally saved me during the peak of my postpartum depression. Even at my lowest point, you were able to make me laugh. So thank you." My sister is the one who originally turned me on to the podcast, so I'm she's the gateway gal. Yes. Ooh, um, love it. So I'm hoping I can dedicate my shout out to her, Carla Cahill, or by her stage name, Silk in Danger. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. Silk in Danger, wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> she is ten years younger than me, but I'm certain I want her to I, I'm certain I want to be her when I grow up. She went from being an introverted, anxiety riddled anime fan to an openly queer, fire eating, belly dancing, burlesque badass. Oh yes. my god. Wait a minute. I'm That's fucking That's the stuff living of dreams. Fo- what a glow. Up. Right? What a glow. What a glow, up. What a glow up. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention we're both proud Minnesotans. She helped me realize that I deserved a diagnosis, that Jack, my son, needed me uh, to take care of my mental health in order to be the mom he deserves. She's a social worker by trade and a huge mental health advocate to anyone who will listen. I've been trying to find a way to thank her for being strong for me when I didn't know how. Also for proving that medication stigma is fucked and medicated moms are still moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I know. Naturally, a wine and crime shout out seemed obvious. I have always thought she was beautiful, but the glow up is real with this one. 
I'm in mm. I am definitely Misty. I'm Misty in my upstairs eyes and my downstairs <laughs> eyes. Oh my goodness. Again, you I have need two sets. to compartmentalize. No, I never will. I she never heard will. She belly dancing for yeah. last and was like, I'm in. Yeah. Reading. yeah. I heard medication. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all get my biggest misty turn on. Different than my dad's proper adequate <laughs> medication. <laughs> Incredible. So anyway, I, this is like such a good fan pick. I'm so excited. So glow up crimes, y'all. Mm. Yes. Let's, so well, much fun. Let's say between uh, me and Christine, I like to proudly wave my flag here that I'm the only person on the team of, and that's why we drank, who knew what glow up meant. Oh, <laughs> I'm uh, old as hell. Wave it high. I'm a thousand years old and I have a 14 year old sister, so I try to be cool, but it doesn't work. Mm. And so I had to go to Urban Dictionary to- <laughs> Oh, then you've already seen half of my segment. God bless. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just follow gay Twitter, so I've known yeah. what glow up means for a long time. Yeah. You know you what? I also first. follow gay Twitter, so I get you. Thank you. I'm glad we are. At least someone's in the know on both sides of this. I need my finger on the pulse of my t- Twitter lesbians. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> my. oh, my good. Listen, anything queer, if I can follow it on Twitter, I'm following it good. So I'm very yeah. excited mm-hmm. that you picked something that makes me feel like a millennial and young all Ugh. over again. Preach. Fucking here for it. All right. What's our wine crime pairing, Amanda, for glow up crimes? Oh, my gosh. Well, we have a great glow up pairing from our friends at Wink Wine Club. Quick plug for Wink. This is an online wine club that literally delivers wine to your door. Nothing more heavenly has ever existed. So check out trywink.com forward slash gals. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com forward slash gals. Peruse their amazing inventory of wine. Put some wine in your little cart. Nothing like adding wine to a cart. Mm -hmm. Put four or more (laughs) wines in that cart and they take care of the shipping and using that promo code gals on your first order you get 20 bucks off Mm -hmm. come on now and what do you got to lose now they also (laughs) they also have a la carte wines if you don't want they do says subscribe so that's an option i wouldn't I wouldn't know what ordering wine a la carte is like, (laughs) but you have the option. Mm -hmm. Um, So today we are drinking Wink's QTY, Cutie Pinot Noir. (laughs) And obviously the name Soup's Cutes, but um, after I give some tasting notes, I'm going to read the description um, of this wine because I was perusing and I was like, holy shit, they basically say glow up in the description for this wine. So how oh. could it be more perfect? Yeah. You crushed. Um, this is a medium bodied Pinot. It's a little more fruit forward, but it has a really nice earthy and woody balance. It finishes real dry. It's 13% ABV. Hello. Right in the sweet spot. <laughs> You've got tasting <laughs> notes of dark cherry, pink peppercorn, rosemary, and violet. Ooh. Get at me, you herbaceous beauty. Wait, I fucking love really you. This sounds really good. I'm jealous <laughs> it's now. It's <laughs> so good. So this viticultural area is inland from the Monterey Bay. Um, these are this uh, bleh, this winery specializes in old vines, with some of them dating all the way back to 1895. Wow! Oh my gosh, that's as old as Christine. I <laughs> know. Christine was the original tiller of this land. <laughs> Welcome. I have great biceps to prove it. Um, The vines for this Pinot are dry farmed and are over 70 years old, which is exceedingly rare for California vineyards. Glow up. But what does that translate to in the bottle? 
So older vines have lower yields, so each grape is that much more concentrated and packed with flavor. Mm. It's made it a very natural style. It really like honors the flavor of the grape. And this wine is spicy, fruity, and a little bit wild, much like the area it's from. And mm. quote, this complex bottling is definitely a big step up from your everyday Pinot Noir. There it is. Mm. Christina's literally mm. on her phone looking at that wine right now. Just so you know. It's so, <laughs> so yummy. It is a it. Rosemary you found it. You can Violet. put it in your cart. Sounds good. Use promo code GALS. Oh, I am doing it She's right liter- literally oh watching God. her do this. Um, <laughs> I love it. And also, I do want to say that uh, since the last time we were on your show, we still talk about how you gave this whole description of wine, and you sound like an expert, and I we sound like such idiots. when, it, Like, I'll be like, Christine, how's your wine? She's like, it's red. <laughs> And then I'm like, I think, I, I don't know. I have to check inside the box real quick. <laughs> Listen, I, only I worked have- in restaurants for so long that memorizing a winery's like spec sheet and just regurgitating all of the fancy shit that they write is like my go-to. Oh dear. The, 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 the skill comes in having learned what any of these words mean. Not, uh, not that like I can come up with all of these descriptions. I it's I very can't. much like how in the office, uh, how Michael Scott is drinking wine is like, oh, there's an, an oaky, oaky afterbirth. afterbirth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how we feel compared to everything you just Me said. <laughs> you, you know what? It works. It works. <laughs> and I love it. I categorize um, wine into good and tastes like feet. Yeah, yes. like those mm-hmm. are the two. Kenyon has said foot wine many, many, oh, many yeah. times throughout yeah, our friendship. That. Yeah, I hate yeah. That. Yeah. Christine hates it. <laughs> no, I don't like the foot wine. Sometimes you mm. have to drink it. I'm not going to let a bottle go to waste. Oh, God, Kenyon likes you, foot wine so much. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Kenyon loves foot mm-hmm. wine. She fucking lives for I it. I voted for foot wine. Yeah. Uh, most of Kenyon's foot wine is either in a box or is a crack open, but this bottle that we're drinking is a popper. Mm. Yeah. And if you need a wine key, you can scurry on over to our online store, wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com, and among an array of other amazing merchandise, you can get a nice pop wine key. Also, yeah. I'm so going to spend fun. so much... I'm going to spend so much fucking money this episode on you guys. You guys are, like, <laughs> convincing me to buy everything you talk about. I feel like you just wanted us on your show to buy everything, which yeah. it's working. It's working. Be sure to click on percent. see all products. Yeah, Yo, okay. we have and a then lot just of stuff. one of each, and then without thinking, press buy. Got yeah. it. Yeah. 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 yeah, we have gift Company baskets. Expense. Here we go. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff with fucking patriarchy on it. It comes in handy for protests. It's really good. Yeah. I love it. We're your one stop shop for making your grandma uncomfortable and hitting the streets screaming for justice. <laughs> wait a minute. I wait, is that is that something you guys have trademarked? Because I want to steal that. No. We no. have not trademarked. We, we just did. did. We just did. Oh shit. <laughs> T- TM, TM, TM. TM, TM, TM. If we ever do if we ever do crossover merch, that should be the slogan, I think. Ooh, Done. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. Should we pop this beautiful, voluptuous bottle open? I'm ready. Mama. <clears throat> And oh, <laughs> nice, glowing, mysterious pop. pop, glow up, pop, glow up, glow up, Kenyon, glow up, Kenyon. Feeling personally attacked, <laughs> um, <laughs> Lucy. What is our background and psych for glow up crimes? Oh, right. Well, for those of us who had to Google what the fuck glow up means. Yeah. That was just me. 
Thanks, uh, it wasn't. It was also me. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> um, okay. Glow up is a verb. To glow up. To transition from ugly to very attractive. Also, if you okay. hyphenate, could be a noun. Glow hyphen up. Hmm. Oh, like uh, like they had a great glow up. They had a glow up or she really glue up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> glow up. Glowed up. She glue, no, I like glue up better. All glown up. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. All glown up. Oh my God. The etymology is in flux and we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. So, a wildly specific example sentence from Urban Dictionary, Christine, yes. you saw this. <laughs> I'm ready. Quote Y'all, did you see all those celeb glow ups? I think that type of change is called money, not puberty. Looks like I gotta hit the gym. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. What is happening? It's so long. <laughs> I, I mean, almost, I feel like I'm in the transition phase of of like growing out of Twitter because I understood half of that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe you're older than you think. <laughs> Explain Jim. <laughs> right. Gaim. It's pronounced that, that one lost me. Yeah, that one you lost, lost me. Oh, you lost I'm me. Sorry, a gym. Yeah, you're right. Gym. Gym. Oh, it's, I need to go see my gymnacologist. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> gymnasium. Gymnasium. Yeah, I thought yeah, exactly. Gymnasium. Gymnasium. That sounds like a medical condition. <laughs> Put the nausea in gymnasium. I'm gonna call into work with a bad case of gymnasium. <laughs> This is like, your if work. If they ask for you to write it out in the doctor's note, just write gymnasium and they'll understand Got exactly it. why you feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you're ill. Okay. <laughs> so etymologically speaking, the term was originally spelled G-L-O, glow up, and coined mm. by rapper Chief Keef in the song <laughs> Gotta Glow Up One Day, which was released in August 2013. I have a clip for you. Oh, hell yes. So I will say the context in this song, according to knowyourmeme.com, refers to a mm. woman who matures along with the chief's own rise to wealth. But as you'll soon mm. find out, I don't hear a whole lot other than, bitch, you got to glow up one day over and over. Okay. Well, sounds deep to me. Sounds so, like a Bible verse. Let's see. <laughs> From Ephesians, which Keith, I totally made up. 26. Gymnasium 3-5. Yeah. All right, are you ready for this clip? I am. From the book of Keith, yes. Here we go. Pretty much it. Okay, now. Okay, it's moments like this where I get mad at Cher for inventing (laughs) auto tune. (laughs) I usually never get mad at Cher, Mm -hmm. but I hated that. I recoiled from my mic thinking the sound was coming out of my mic and then quickly realized it's in my headphones attached to my head and I can't get away. With with great power comes great responsibility. That's right. (laughs) Oh, God. That's my new ringtone, by the way. No. Only when Kenyon calls, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Glow up, Kenyon. Glow up, guys. <laughs> I don't know why we're targeting you, but I'm going to keep I don't either, it. but it's fun. <laughs> I actually think that this would be a great fucking personalized ringtone for you, Kenyon, because you love the weirdest. Horrible rap. 
mm. most horrible rap <laughs> yeah. anyone has ever heard. I would prefer you would like love baby like, bash or like <laughs> alarming. She loves a local rap artist. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> I Big feel fun. like I feel like I at one point really really enjoyed rap, but then I have a a traumatic incident where in eighth grade my phone rang in the middle of class and it was the song Laffy Taffy. <gasps> yes! And, Lucy's mother's and, favorite I song. I miss a So you know it. So in the middle of uh, my history my history class, I was taking a final and then no. uh, the, like, the most <laughs> no. graphic part of that came <laughs> out on my phone. <laughs> and then the teacher, who I have not forgiven, a Ms. Towery, mm. uh, she pulled me aside and judged my upbringing. Because <laughs> what? Okay. She was like, you're who 13. Why you? are you listening to Linda. this? <laughs> uh, and you were like, bitch, shake that laffy taffy. <laughs> yeah, you just said, after that, like, call me Jolly Rancher because I stay so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna suck me for a long time? Oh my god! Oh my god! That was literally the part that came out on my phone. It's my favorite part. So anyway, part. I can't listen to rap anymore. No, so anyway, I just selected Miss M's personal whatever her dome. name is, ruin your love of rap. No. Yeah, that bitch. Let's get back on that horse because also, that's a fantastic never mind. song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, speaking of more fantastic songs. On September 24th, 2014, Urban Dictionary user Beezus Christ <laughs> defined glow, still G-L-O, as, quote, when one is to glow or glowed up, his confidence, swag, and demeanor are so heightened they cannot be changed by negativity. Glow can only be defined as your swag. Yes. And it can't like be defined as your confidence? Sounds yeah. like confidence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I guess it's only called swag. Okay, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's also a photo on the drive, which will be on the blog, which is a screenshot of this original <laughs> Beezus Christ post. It's nice. And the best part about, okay, well, this post received more than 850 upvotes in a mere three and a half years. So it clearly mm. broke the internet. <laughs> <laughs> also swag if you will swag with yeah. two g's and heightened really misspelled yeah none of this Love is it. spelled correctly but i also would like I to point that. out that bezos christ's sample sentence is yes i was priceless. hoping you would read this it's so good it reads okay. Beezus, Lil Ty, Marmar, Bryson, and Ron were glowed when they realized they all hit it off the same shorty accidentally. Hashtag glory. <laughs> Hashtag glory. What Wait a minute. Fuck? Hashtag glow boys. Hashtag chief yeah. keef. Hashtag glow. Hashtag 300. Hashtag glow no. Glow, no. Glow, no. Is one of their names just Ron? I feel sad. Yes. Yep. It's Beezus, Lil Ty, Marmar, Bryson, and Ron. And Ron. Ron sounds like he hasn't totally been inducted into this life yet. Ron definitely Ron did not pay Marmar's shorty. little brother. Ron's their CPA. Their CPA. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, since then, the phrase has been discussed on Reddit. Fucking duh, that's what Reddit is for. Um, yes, it is. YouTube, and was probably the most popularized by the Meek Mill song, Glow Up, which I should note is the first time the W was added to glow. 
Oh, good, good to know. And as when we, glow glowed up. As we a little bit touched on a few minutes ago, glow ups are frequently referenced in the LGBTQIA plus community as a person coming into their own identity over time. Mm-hmm. Hashtag gay Twitter. Mm-hmm. They're it. often posted about along with two photos side by side, like a before and after. And I have another example on the drive of, um, it, it said something like, uh, let me read it. Oh, freshman so to good. senior year, does this count as a glow up? So freshman year, it's this girl with a awkward boy like going to their freshman dance, and then senior year, she's just making out with a gorgeous chick in front of a fountain. Oh, I love this. <laughs> it's so good. That is a glow up. I'll t- I can confirm that's a glow up. That is a so definite good. glow up. <laughs> um, so some science related to glowing up. I have a lot of notes here, but I think I will make it a little bit shorter because it's a little <laughs> bit dry. So as babies were born with, like, we're basically all the same. Most of our differentiating genes haven't really kicked in yet. So this is a quote from Psychology Today by a guy named Scott Barry Kaufman, who I will say looks exactly like one of my high school boyfriends. It kind of threw Ugh. me for a loop. Oh, you he's just really lanky. And pale. Um, really lanky. <laughs> if you saw his picture, you'd know which one. It was actually the only non-lanky one I dated in high school. Oh, no. That was a glow up, by the way, when you did that. Mm. I, can, I can't even glow down. think of who you're down. referring to. <laughs> I think it was a temporary glow down. I was down. talking about down. the guy that you, like, This is me trying to use words once? that 14-year-olds use. Am I doing it right? No? Okay. I dimmed down, and then fleek? I glue up. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Quote. These traits aren't hardwired at birth. They can't be because the multitude of genes that underlie a trait emerge over the course of long-term interactions between the developing body and the mind of the child and the stimulation of the environment. So lots of factors go into your traits actually, like, presenting Mm. themselves. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, each of the genes that underlie a trait has its own developmental trajectory. Since the multitude of genes that underlie a trait can develop independently of each other, you may see high ability in one area early on while ability in other areas lag. Like telling time on a regular clock. Yeah, Kenyon cannot read an analog clock. I can now (laughs) that I am Uh 31. 30. I probably, I think I mastered it like at 29. Incredible. Yeah. You glowed it. Yeah. You glowed up. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) On that note, child savants are like this. They They have early indicators of talent in one highly specific area, like piano or whatever, but often lack other skills necessary for survival, such as social skills and emotional regulation. Oh, dear. Um, so this we all identified hard there. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I felt a little attacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that goes for like cognitive traits, such as being able to play the piano really well and also physical traits. Mm. Um, so psychologically being an ugly duckling is often tied to an infer- inferiority complex, which can be boiled down to the self-debasing motto. Nobody loves me. Therefore, I'm ugly. Therefore, nobody loves me. It's a spiral. It's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're basically summing up really low self-confidence. Got it. And when we talk about the ugly duckling syndrome, implying that beauty, we imply that beauty is malleable. So beauty can can change and develop over time. And this Mm -hmm. idea is often harmful to women and girls. 
Uh, it ties back to the idea that traits develop over time, like we said, but surely there must be a limit. For example, if you're born with like a huge nose, do we really expect your nose to shrink over time? You know what I mean? If we live right. on gotcha. Long Island and we have enough money, we do. Okay, well, we'll <laughs> I mean. we will get to that, actually. Okay. Um, so there are two views of trait malleability. If you believe that v- that traits are fixed and change um, and change very little over your lifespan, you are considered an entity individual. So, like, you're born, you've got, you're born with what you're born with. That's what you get. But if you adopt a second perspective and believe that traits are malleable and can change, then you are an incremental individual. And that has to be me because like every photo of me is vastly different throughout every stage of my life. Unrecognizable. You could throw the FBI off the scent. <laughs> yeah. A girl has no name. A girl has no face. A girl like, is Ted Bundy fully. in his various mugshots. It's really shocking. Percent. And I look it's bizarre. exactly the same since I was like four months old. Like the you definitely same have. face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... I'm, Sorry? I was just going to say, Amanda, can you send over some pictures of what? Yep. I'm very curious. I also want to yep. see the four-month-old. Like, oh, version. yeah. Kenyon. <laughs> I want to see both options. I'm please. writing Actually, we should down. all just swap baby pictures. Yeah. 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 yeah all right. Really Maybe should. our uh, throwback Thursday for the week that this episode airs will just oh, yeah. be glow-ups of all of us. Yeah. Seriously, oh, prepare idea. for your inbox to be flooded with a thousand different photos of me that look like a thousand different people entirely. <laughs> Eva's, Eva's going to reach out to us and be like, what are What's all these random random girls sending pictures of themselves <laughs> and none of them are creepy. nudes <laughs> i'm very confused <laughs> what is with all of these fully clothed like teenager photos <laughs> that makes it kind of worse That's actually kind of creepier yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah this is getting weird i'm gonna keep You're welcome. i'm gonna keep going um so whether you are uh, whether you have that incremental mindset or the entity mindset um that actually really affects how you develop. So, for example, mm. if you are an if you have that entity mindset and you're like, you know, the, I have what I have, then you have less motivation to, for example, study for your tests or like do well in school. Mm. You think that, oh, I'm not very smart. There's no point in me really trying to get smarter. And then that obviously mm-hmm. has an impact on how fucking smart you end That's up being. So sad. Mm. So there's a great book by Angela Duckworth called Grit that talks oh, about this a lot. Book. Yes. Yeah. And it applies to like all kinds of different things. And one that was really specific that stuck out to me was like, if you don't excel in mathematics when you're young and you have teachers that are like, oh, you're just not good at math. Yeah. Yeah. Then that entity mindset is like, okay, I'm not good at math. So why would I bother trying? So you never develop those right. skills. Yeah. But then like the growth mindset is like, well, fuck that. It's not that I'm not good at math. It's that I need more education in that right. area and then you can begin to excel in that area. Zach uh-huh. is right. Zach is a middle school teacher and um the their whole school like everything is centered around the growth mindset and the kids mm-hmm. the kids know about it like the kids are trained in what the growth mindset mm-hmm. is and the kids Aww. have to do like goal setting every yep. year and then they like attach their goals to what it means to have the growth mindset and like when they hit like so setbacks. Cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Yeah, if you haven't read Grit, people read book. it. It's so good. So it's great when we're talking about um, intellectual things, but w- if we're talking about physical traits, like 
pretty much what we're talking about today, right, it can right. be really harmful. Oh, so if we go back to this huge nose example, um, one again, one can't reasonably expect that they will suddenly become like a, a photoshopped model naturally. Mm-hmm. And because beauty is over-idealized in our society and also ever-changing, you know, that biologically, evolutionarily speaking, that that's not possible. Mm-hmm. My um, body it's like would have map. been really appreciated in like 1836. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would have been. Whew, you guys, yeah. you don't but even. But you're know. right. That malleable mindset can be kind of damaging as like people try to conform to like social beauty. Yeah. Yep. So constructs. I'm going to read to you uh, about an experiment done by Dr. Melissa Berkeley and her team. Mm -hmm. Um, So she said in one study, they had people read a story that either highlighted one, how beauty is malleable and changes significantly over the lifespan two, how beauty is fixed and doesn't change much over the lifespan or three, a neutral story that has nothing to do with beauty. And they found that women who read um, the beauty is malleable story later reported more anxiety about their appearances, were more likely to base their sense of self-worth on their appearance, and were more interested in getting plastic surgery than the women who read either of the other two stories. Jesus oh, wow. Christ. So mm. that says the more that these women thought they could improve their appearance, the more concerned and obsessed they became, even to the point of considering plastic surgery. And interestingly, men who read these same stories did not show an increase in these (laughs) appearance concerns, likely because the beauty standards for women are far more idealized and unattainable than they are for men, obviously. Yeah. Amen. And then the idea of this malleable beauty is also an excellent marketing campaign strategy. So maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Oh, shit. Oh, God. I didn't even think about about that. that. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Also, movies like She's All That and Never Been Kissed. Fucking love both of them, but also they're They're all terrible. Not super healthy. The makeover concepts, yeah. It was a different time. The little fucking mermaid. I mean, come on. Yeah, you can just grow legs. Talk about unattainable standards. (laughs) Fuck. Such unattainable beauty standards. So basically the point is, the less we focus on striving to attain these beauty standards to glow up, at least in terms of physical appearance, the the happier we are in general, but also like fucking duh. Mm. (laughs) You didn't need me to tell you this. So I don't need to go to the gymnasium is what you're saying. No. No. Only if you want a third leg. (laughs) The best diet slash makeover is just not giving zero fucks. It's true, actually. It's really true. The second I tossed my last fuck out the car window was the second I got hot. Yeah. Yeah. The best glow up (laughs) is turning 31 and not giving a fuck anymore. Don't care. Don't care. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I'll let you know. That's my I'll let you know. (laughs) Yeah. Let me know when you toss your last fuck. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'll be right there for you. We will not be catching it. Nope. We're going to let that shit fall. Yeah. I was like, just steer clear. It's going to be a big one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking grenade. (laughs) (laughs) Duck and cover. Uh, uh. All right. Should we hear a quick word from our sponsors? 
Yeah. Oh my God, I'd love to. More stuff for me to buy. Life can be stressful, obviously. Mm -hmm. Between working, family, podcasts, everything in between, it is not always easy to find time for yourself, but it is crucial. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that is why Talkspace Online Therapy is so amazing because it makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. You simply provide your preferences for therapy and Talkspace will match with one of 4,000 plus therapists the very same day. You send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time. It is seriously therapy for like how we live today. I love it. This it's is millennial little, approved. It is millennial approved. I've been using it for a little over a year. This is like the longest consistent therapeutic relationship <laughs> I've been able to maintain because it's so accessible. I, yeah, I can't sing its praises enough. And we really want you to get on the bandwagon and treat your brain just like us. Absolutely. Talkspace has more than 4,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges that we all face. Mm -hmm. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the promo code GALS, that's G-A-L-S, and that'll get you your first week free and show your support for this show. So again, that's Talkspace.com with the promo code GALS. Treat your brain. Mm, Treat it. Folks, hear me out. You probably spend about 90% of your life in underwear. So why are underwear brands all about how high can this thong go up my butt? Or (laughs) how much can I suffocate these boobs on my front? Mm -hmm. It is the worst. And the good thing is there is an underwear brand out there for you, for all of us, that just focuses on being super comfortable. And it's me undies. Me undies. (laughs) I... Really love me undies. We they shout are... their praises from the rooftops. Yeah. I'm wearing me undies right now, actually. Same. Same. They are so soft. Mm-hmm. I can't stress this enough. Me undies uses the coveted micro modal fabric, which is three times softer than cotton. Mm-hmm. Truly, truly. Mm-hmm. This fabric genuinely feels like actual heaven on your butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they make more than just underwear, so you can experience that heaven in other ways, can't you, Lucy? Oh, for example, a onesie? Hello. With, like, a fun print on it? I have the onesie. Stormtroopers. Yeah, it's got stormtroopers. We have matching stormtroopers onesies. Which I keep calling Skywalkers because I have never seen a Star Wars Because you're terrible. I've never seen a Star Wars I've never seen a Star Wars. So, uh, Kenyon also did not want her onesie because she is on the other side of the planet and so I gave hers to Corey and we had a little matching onesie slumber party. Oh my god, you two looked so cute. It's precious and I I love it. I sent all the photos. It was so fun. But they're so soft. I never want to, I just, I never want to take it off. I love Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And we want you to get on our level because MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. You can get 15% off your first pair with free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to meundies.com forward slash gals. Again, that's meundies.com forward slash gals to get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and that 100% satisfaction guarantee. You are going to be satisfied. We guarantee it. It's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. It's the most comfortable underwear you're ever going to put on your body. Go get it. Go, go, go get it. Get the onesie. Yeah. Treat your whole body. (laughs) Treat it. My 
case is not about a physical glow up. It's more about a mental and emotional and just general lifestyle glow up. Mm-hmm. Which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. Okay. So Georgia Durante was born in Rochester, New York. Rochester. Oh, the city that always sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, I can say that I lived there for Amanda, two years. <laughs> Amanda the used to green. live there, and I visited her very often in Rochester, oh and it was something else. So, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, that's a dirty city. All right, so she yeah. was <laughs> she was born there. Picture that with a Kodak in 1950. It's interesting that you mentioned Kodak because that will come up. Well, that's because anyone who lives in Rochester pretty much only lived there to work for Kodak. Right. It was like their uh, only industry. Right. It's like Fun where their headquarters I had no was. Idea. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Hence why that city is now dead because like no one uses film anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Oh, Thanks, God. iPhones. They did not anticipate so the digital revolution. No. <laughs> okay. So the Durantes were an Italian-American family, and in Georgia's own words, the neighborhood that she grew up in, quote, had its share of mafia and wannabe mafia characters. Jimmy the Hammer Massaro, anyone? <laughs> yeah. I went to community college with his granddaughter in Rochester. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Were you almost roommates <laughs> with her? Yeah, we thought about getting a place together, and then I was like, JK, I'm moving to Minneapolis. I'm not going to fucking sign a lease in this hellhole. It's not happening. (laughs) Oh, cue the emails. Okay, so... Yeah. Even as a young girl, Georgia was stunning, and her modeling career began when she was just 12 years old. Same. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Okay. Actually, to be fair, I I was a Barbizon... Uh, model. A what? A what? Uh, so there's a. <laughs> is that a Jesus. medication? Yeah, I, this is concerning. <laughs> so Barbizon is like one of the big like acting and modeling schools. Linda is so ridiculous. So <laughs> uh, yeah, so I refused to finish <clears throat> Cotillion in the South. I don't know if you guys know what Cotillion is. Oh, oh we God. know what Cotillion is. Okay, so I got thrown into Cotillion. I missed like one class, so I technically didn't graduate from Cotillion. And then my mom was like, well, then you're going to modeling school. And I was like, I'd rather die. And so, <laughs> uh, but anyway, I just wanted to throw in the fact that I was a model at 12. So y'all can. Cotillion school dropout. They... <laughs> A fun fact about me uh, being a 12-year-old model, I hated it and let them know. And as someone who was very actively being forced into the feminine lifestyle, I there was a makeup class. Oh, God. Oh God. And I was like, fuck that. I do not want to be a part of this. Is that when you and got so into clownery? Yeah, I was just about to <laughs> This is probably why I was this like, This is your origin fuck. story. <laughs> yeah. That's what was happening. I was like, that's the only makeup I'll put on. Um <laughs> But no, I I told them I hated it, and the teacher hated me because she was like just like the most stereotypical, mm-hmm. like I don't know, stage mom liner. Yeah, and she needed to show us how to like tweeze our eyebrows. She literally tweezed what my whole f- eyebrow off. Oh god! No, literally tweezed- no. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> glow up, <laughs> glow up! I've got two eyebrows now. So. Look who's is- laughing now. You and your clown nose. <laughs> I know that is abuse. Anyway. but also we were friends with a girl. Not friends with her anymore. But in elementary school and middle school, we were friends with a girl who went to like finishing school, and she taught me how to contour when we were like twelve years old. 
the fuck? Wow, ahead of her time. Oh. Meanwhile, I was like, Mom, can I do something like girly, like pageant or something? And she was like, LOL. She laughed so hard <laughs> that I went to my room and cried. I should have, like, we should have just and swapped moms at the time. I was going to say, and I had a unibrow till I was 16, so. Oh, I had mm. one whole unibrow, too. It was just on one side of my face. <laughs> you guys. Oh, my Lord. My, I, talk about a glow up. I yeah. grew into my God-given eyebrows. It took a really long, took decades. Decades, <laughs> decades of training. <laughs> they were. This is just all about our eyebrow comp, uh, complex. We're gonna, we're gonna rename this I'm episode. So, I, didn't, I didn't mean to shift gears like that. I just heard twelve-year-old model, and I wanted to fit in. So. No, it's fine. We have a lot of venting to do in this episode, and I appreciate yep. it. Okay. Okay. Good. So. By 17, Georgia had reached full-on cover girl stardom. She had landed a gig with the photography brand Eastman Kodak in Rochester uh, as the, quote, Kodak summer girl. So almost overnight, Georgia's life-size image sporting a blue and white polka dot bikini was displayed in more than 80,000 retail stores throughout the world. Whoa. She's 17. Yeah. I don't like that. She was a child. Mm -hmm. At 17. That's bananas. Yeah. Kodak film. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Also, want that bikini. Right? It's very cute. It would match your hair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really Mm -hmm. would. It would. I like it. I mean, good for her. Yeah, I mean, I, I never, I never became like a cardboard cutout. So no I guess she's jealous. better than me, <laughs> right? Rude, right? So yeah, you and your one eyebrow. You're young. <laughs> <laughs> Someone give me an, a cardboard cutout of just my eyebrow. That I'm <gasps> we on should it. let's make on let's it. make a cardboard cutout of M as a clown and bring it to CrimeCon. Please don't. Do okay. That. <laughs> oh, just leave it. But leave it there. I don't want it in my vicinity. Thank you. Oh, by all means. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a picture of me as a clown. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Bless you. So she had become the most photographed young woman in America at that point. Holy wow. Yeah. So the next year in 1968, when she was 18, Georgia married her first husband, Thomas Mugavero, and soon their daughter, Tony, was born. But Georgia and Thomas weren't a good match and they divorced the following year in 1969 bummer hard to make it work when you're 18 yeah sure maybe (laughs) not not (laughs) impossible but hard hard Uh, definitely uh, a roller coaster of emotions are probably for sure hormones still happening i feel like you have to glow up to a certain degree before you get married big right. I would say so too at least successfully right. yeah you can definitely get married whenever you want but for it to be successful I think so yeah yeah, yeah. a little, bit. Yeah. A little yeah. more grounded um okay Bitch, so- you gotta glow up one day you know <laughs> oh my god I hate glow you glow up Kenyon <laughs> glow up <laughs> okay so but right before her first marriage Georgia was still a teenager and um she unwittingly became a getaway driver for the mafia. Oh my god! Oh, that's one of my dream jobs. Yeah, I'm just really jealous now. She has it all. So one of Georgia's childhood friends, Sammy G, had risen to the upper echelons of the local mafia, and Georgia was drawn into the drama and intrigue of that lifestyle. 
It happens. She became a regular at a local club called Sundowners, uh, where a lot of the oh god, mobsters- which is like literally a condition that elderly folks <laughs> with dementia get. Wait, yeah. For real? Yes. That's so sad. I hate the name of that club. I'm upset. But it's really ominous. In South Africa, that's what they call um, like afternoon drinks. It's called sundowners. So I didn't even even think about that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So this is where a lot of the mobsters hung out. This was like their club. And Georgia, I don't know if she was just like a super regular or if she like actually kind of worked there part time. I'm not sure. But quote, you had to knock on the door three times and then a guy would open it. And if you were okay, he'd let you in. Okay. That's a loose (laughs) description. You were okay. You were okay. You're okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to make it in. Never. I'm stuck outside. I'm not okay. I'm standing in the rain crying out front, (laughs) eating a cupcake or a donut. With my non-waterproof mascara. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Looking like Tammy Faye Baker. Okay. So one night, Georgia is hanging out at the club and... Just out of fucking nowhere, a guy pulls out a gun and shoots another guy just about five feet away from her. Oh, shit. Great. That's loud. Yeah. Great. So, quote, everybody scattered. The guy fell to the floor. Then, suddenly, the club owner, who she knew pretty well, threw Georgia a set of car keys and said, Georgie girl, go get the car. Bring it up. Okay. Classic valet calling. Okay. (laughs) So stunned, Georgie girl did it. And while she's still in the driver's seat, so she she goes, she gets the car, she brings it around. She's still in the driver's seat, and then the the guys like load the wounded man into the back of the car, and then they tell. I probably would have got gotten the car too, right? I have a hard time like saying no Not to someone directions. if they're just yelling yeah. at me in the moment. I'll Especially just fucking do whatever. If they have a gun. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think shock alone, I wouldn't yeah. be acting the way I would want to act. I would just be going out of fear. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. So she's still in the driver's seat, and then the guys are in the back of the car with this guy who's like bleeding out, and they're like, go to Bellevue Hospital. And so she just drives. Oh shit. Okay. And she gets there in she gets to the hospital in record time. They get it, girl. Dump the injured man in front of the ER and then Georgia speeds away. Oh wow. Jesus. She's, she's baby driver. She's 17. She's baby driver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, the mobsters were impressed, exclaiming, "Man, Georgie girl, can you drive a car?" <laughs> Such I a great driver like for that. a woman. Verbatim. I know. A yeah. woman knowing how to operate a machine? <laughs> Wait a minute. Without this a, story doesn't add up. Without a TomTom or a Garmin GPS? <laughs> without a man? <laughs> without a yeah, penis? Without a man barking in her ear? <laughs> how could you possibly drive a car? That's what they use to shift gears. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, I hate that. Cool. <laughs> All right. So they were impressed and they saw an opportunity. Soon, Georgia was recruited to start doing, quote, pickups for the syndicate. Mm. So she was basically delivering and picking up mysterious packages around the city. She did not know what was in them. She just was picking them up and dropping them off. Okay. Okay. 
Sure. I probably could have said no to that. <laughs> I just would have looked in the packages. Like, I would have been... Yeah, I would have been too, too nosy. Yeah. yeah, way too nosy. I feel like you're probably in too deep at this point to be saying no to this. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. She's still... Yeah, I guess I'd be like, well, this is my life now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? She's 17. Yikes. Oh, Starting young. Okay, so she did well at this, and she was eventually taken under the wing of the infamous mobster Carlos Gambino. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Carlos Santana. <laughs> Childish Gambino. Carlos Mencia. <laughs> <laughs> the, quote, yes. boss of bosses. So she yep. she becomes his personal courier, and she moves down to New York City and, like, does courier work for fucking the Gambino Carlos crime Mencia. family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glowing up. Glowing up. So then they promoted her to literal getaway driver so she would wait around the corner as mobsters were robbing places and like roughing people up and then they would get back in the car and she would speed away and they would flee from the cops Mm -hmm. okay sure (laughs) yeah i mean that makes sense so far i'm just waiting like how does she get out of this yeah classic teenage you know angst shenanigans (laughs) We've, we've all been there. At some point, she's gonna her brain's gonna glow up, and she's gonna be like, "Uh oh, I'm in too deep." <laughs> Fuck. Well, it gets should have gone to college. It gets <laughs> oh, honey. It gets so much worse before it gets better. Oh, okay, no. great. So one day, quote, they came out with their guns, and I heard sirens. She claims Uh-oh. she claims okay. that like while all this was happening, she was not wise to what they were doing. She was just told to like wait here with the car and like be ready to drive. And she was like, "Cool, no questions." <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I believe that, but okay. It's a good story, though. Yeah. So they come out from wherever they are: guns, sirens, cops Blazing. in hot pursuit. And Georgia says that she, like, fled and, quote, I was driving on sidewalks, down alleys. I ducked into one alley, and then we saw the cops go by, so they never saw us getting into the alley. Mm. She's okay. literal getaway driver. Yeah. In 1970, Georgia met and fell in love with the tall, dark, and handsome Joe Lamondola. Outwardly, Joe was a respected businessman, but in reality, he was a fucking monster. Mm. And he Uh-oh. he also had really serious ties to the mob. So that's probably how she met him was just like they were in the same circles. Right. Joe was incredibly abusive towards his wife and one <laughs> It's really bad, you guys. Once I'm just waiting for it to get awful. <laughs> He held a pistol to Georgia's head in a legit game of Russian roulette. Oh, fuck. No. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Don't like that. She saw him place a bullet in the gun's chamber oh. and spin it. God damn it. And then he put the gun <gasps> nope. to her temple and said, I'm going to find out once and for all how badly you really want to leave. Holy what? shit. And then he pulled the trigger not once but twice. (gasps) Oh my God. I have the heaves so bad right now. Me too. Disgusting. And miraculously the gun didn't go off. And I just want to say that like, this sounds really, really shocking, but like having worked with domestic violence victims, like this is 
a lot more common than you would ever suspect. Like I have, I have Ugh. heard this firsthand from people. Oh God. The same situation. And like today, not in the fifties or right. yeah. 60s or whatever. I, yeah. I actually read a headline this morning about a Mississippi lawmaker who punched his wife in the face because she took her clothes off too slowly before they had sex. Yep. Okay. Oh my God. Yep. He was also drunk. He was so, also well, a Republican. Moving on. Oh, for so, sure. Okay. Well, there you have it. So Joe. <laughs> Hot takes. Hot takes. Frequently <laughs> beat and threatened to kill Georgia. Like this was an everyday occurrence. At one point, she witnessed him beating another man either almost to or literally to death. She's not sure if the man survived the beating. Oh, my God. Because he was with the mob. He was, like, in the mob. Um, Right, yeah. Right. And like most abusers, Joe completely controlled Georgia's life. He restricted and, like, tracked her every move. You know, she had no money of her own. It was, you know, her whole life was controlled by this man. Mm-hmm. So she tried to leave him multiple times, and each time he tracked her down and caught her and then oh. almost killed her and brought her right back to where she started. Jesus, fuck. Jesus Christ. Jeez. Hate no. it. Nope. And, you know, just a factoid, abuse victims try to leave their abusers on average seven times before they're successfully able to get away. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and, and those are the most oh. dangerous times. Yeah. The, ho- the homicide risk increases like threefold, if not more, when, some, when, when a victim is trying to leave their abuser. So we're always like, right. well, why doesn't mm-hmm. she just leave him? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like. Because she doesn't want to die. Yeah, because she understands right, right. her own risks. She understands her own context and situation, and she's just trying to survive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I got it real dark here, but don't worry, it's a glow up. So it's what we do. <laughs> Any anything you say at this point could be a glow up. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know where the range I'll give it to her. The possibility of range is very wide here. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna expect what comes next, so I'm excited. Um I also just want to emphasize at this point in the story that all of this happened before Georgia turned 20. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the right. I was going to ask how old she was at this point, but I assumed it was, like, mid-30s. Nope. She's 20. Poor thing has lived too much life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, yeah. About six or seven years later, like, into her marriage with Joe... A mob war breaks out, and it starts claiming the lives of a lot of people in George's orbit. So she I hope it claims his. Well, sadly, it does not. But she's attending like funerals, funeral after funeral of like close friends. Daily, yeah. And <sighs> shit is getting real bad. So now she is terrified not only for herself but also for her daughter, and that is what kind of sparks her to be like, all right, I really need to get out. Yeah. Um, so leaving an abusive relationship is incredibly difficult and dangerous, let alone if your abusive partner is well-connected to 
murderers. The right. fucking mob. Yeah. Literally yeah. the boss of all bosses. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Or is the murderer himself? We're not sure. And also leaving the mob is really fucking right. hard, if not yeah, impossible. Yeah, they don't take kindly to that. Yeah, especially when you perform a really niche service for them really well. They're not going to just yeah. let you leave. Right. Putting in my two weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so George. You got to train the new guy first. <laughs> I'm so, covered by Cobra, right? <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> So Georgia had to contend with all of these things and she had a small child to take care of and she happened to be one of or or have one of the most recognizable faces in the country. Oh, right. right. The most photographed right. girl yeah. in America. Shit. Great, 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 great. So great, there's, great. there's no getting away from, I would have just given up at this point. Right? Yikes. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's real bad. So Georgia musters up like an insane amount of courage and decides to leave one more time. And she takes her daughter, she just gets in the car and starts driving. So the way that she was able to do it was like with no planning whatsoever so that he wouldn't get wise to it. So she like track her. Yeah. yeah. So she didn't she, pack. She didn't nothing, plan. Nothing. Yeah. Just got in the car one day and started driving. Shit. She had $7 to her name. Damn. And when they... Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I think we can all collectively say we have about $40 in total. Yeah. Good for us. Glow up. Glow up from zero. Yeah. Glow up. 40, glow 40 is up. a That's lot. That's a lot of Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> 40 is like two manicures. So... Not in LA, Where you it? live, yeah. <laughs> okay. So they reach Los Angeles... Uh, Georgia and her daughter, Tony, they have nothing. They're stealing food from stores. They're living out of their car. They're, they're homeless. They're just getting by day to day. So for two years, they struggled to survive while also trying to keep a low profile. And I think the like one saving grace was that at some point, Joe gets sent to prison Okay. Oh, so that kind of protects her for a little bit because he's not yeah. just out in the world. Yeah, because she had made it as far as Las Vegas another time and he had found her. Oh, my oh, God. Jesus. So that is so scary. It's, it is. it's really scary and it's a reality for a lot of folks. So, <clears throat> yeah. so he's sent to prison and stops searching for her so she's able to like live her fucking life. So two years later, she remarries again, third husband. But this marriage is also doomed. Um, this guy is a... F- this poor woman cannot get a break. <laughs> Seriously. Really bad taste in men. I am going to call bad. her out for that. Otherwise, she's an amazing human, but... Great. Everyone's got a flaw. Yeah. Uh, so third husband is a philanderer and a drug addict, but um, that relationship leads to the birth of her son, Dustin. Also horrible taste in names. Dust. Um, <laughs> Dusty dust. Okay. Eventually, Georgia manages to get work as a model and stunt driver 
Yes. For Kurt. Yes. Use those skills. Was she uh, going by the stage name of Ansel Elgort and like became Baby Driver? (laughs) Right. This is basically the inspiration for Baby Driver, which I have not seen. I love this. Um, So she's working for commercials and TV in L.A. Um, Over time, she becomes one of Hollywood's most successful female commercial stunt drivers of all time. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Shit. So she works on films such as the 1995 hit Casper. Yes. Oh, my God. Devin Sawa. (laughs) Wait, I like that little tie-in to the paranormal. I was going to say a little little paranormal reference for you, Em. Yay! We finally understand what's going on. Yay! I heard ghosts. <laughs> I'm into it. Em just checks back in all of a sudden. Em <laughs> um, apparently checked in with child model, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I checked in with one eyebrow, and I'm leaving with two and a ghost story. Yeah. So There yeah. it is. Glow up, glow up. Glow up. <laughs> okay, so Georgia is described as, quote, a steely-nerved stunt woman with the skill to handle a three-ton high-performance vehicle in High speed precision maneuvers. What a baller. Goddamn mm-hmm. right. And she even lands a gig as a stunt double for Cindy Crawford in a Pepsi commercial because, oh, damn. Duh. They're like, oh, a stunt driver who's also a fucking model. Who's like super yep. hot. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, sign me up. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Jackpot. So then she launches a successful stunt driving company called Performance 2. So she has employee stunt drivers now and is like building a fucking empire. Wow. Also very brave of her to live such a public life. I was going to say, like, anyone could find her now. Yeah. She's not trying to hide. She's no longer trying to hide. I think it was like, you know, there was a buffer period and Joe went to prison and then, you know, enough time had passed where she was like, all right, I just got to live my life. Kind of. Um, Still very brave. Yeah. So to date, her company has created scenes for more than 100 major motion pictures. Holy oh shit. Oh, my God. Um, okay. So while filming a commercial, I, don't, I couldn't figure out what year, but I think it was in the 2000s. Georgia suffered a triple role in a vintage Dino Ferrari alongside no. an Oceanside Cliff. No. 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 No, 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 no. Can you imagine triple rolling in a Ferrari alongside a fucking cliff? Off a cliff? Oh, God. Is a Ferrari inherently a convertible? I believe it was a convertible, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, Ferraris aren't all convertibles, but... I don't know. Somebody will email. I'm not sure, but not... It's not don't good. Don't bother. <laughs> It's bad. It's bad. It's real bad. So the crash was horrific, and it's pretty crazy that she survived, but she did. And from this stunt gone wrong, Georgia sustained serious injuries to her neck, which required multiple surgeries, and all of this forced her into early retirement. So no more stunt driving. She still owns the company, but she's not driving herself. Right. Right. But... Georgia Durant or Duranti is truly a cat with nine lives because she credits this crash as one of the best things to ever happen to her. 
Why? Why? I'd like to know why. (laughs) That is because she loves neck braces. She's really into (laughs) neck. Oh, she started her own line of bedazzled neck braces. No, okay, it's because around this time, her now adult son, Dustin, from her third marriage, he had a daughter named Angela, so George's granddaughter. But at just four days old, the baby is put into the foster care system because neither Dustin nor his baby mama could take care of Angela due to drug addiction. Mm. Oh, no. So Georgia decides that she's going to adopt her granddaughter and raise her no matter what. And I know. So the adoption takes like 20 months to wind its way through the court system because she had to contend with the birth mother who the court, you know, the court system wanted to give the birth mother time to like get her act together to see if she could take care of her own daughter. And eventually after 20 months, it was decided that she could not. And so then Georgia was able to formally adopt her. Got it. Um, and in 2008, Georgia published her best-selling autobiography entitled The Company She Keeps, which I will definitely be ordering. Oh. Yeah. And today, Georgia lives in Southern California. She's raising Angela, technically her granddaughter, but she calls her her daughter. And she works as an advocate for victims of abuse and intimate partner violence. And she spends much Fuck of her yes. time... Speaking to fellow survivors in women's shelters and prisons around the country. Fucking get it. Uh, what the fuck? Right? Massive glow up. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm floored by this woman. Like what she has mm-hmm. fucking lived through. It's amazing. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Here for it. Well done, Kenyon. Thank you. Yeah. Nice job. Yay. You, glue, well you finally glue done. up. <laughs> glue you glue up. up. You finally glue up. Finally. It's about time. After <laughs> two years of this podcast. <laughs> Just kidding, Mama. Oh my God. We glue up real hard years ago when you decided that this was all of our career now. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I did. I <laughs> thank you for single-handedly employing <laughs> when, all of us. When you single-handedly <laughs> launched. <laughs> The next 10 years of all of our collective futures. I really forced the two of you into this. I was like, hey, so I can't find a job. So now this is your career. This is our job. super (laughs) strong-armed us into this. I'm not mad. But at the time, it was kind of stressful. It really came out of left field. But hey, it worked out. It has paid off. Fake and thank God it has, because if it hadn't, this friendship would have glowed <laughs> down, oh, oh. dimmed right down. <laughs> this friendship would have right. sunsetted. Yeah, sun down, sunsetters, sundowners. All right, now another little word from our sponsors. So sometimes when you're cooking at home mm-hmm. and you realize you're missing something, mm-hmm. and it just seems like too much work to go to the grocery store for like the fourth time in one day. Yep. (laughs) Don't you wish you could have someone just deliver it to you? You do. You do wish that. You do. And you can. With Instacart. Mm. There are so many benefits of Instacart. You can get your groceries delivered in as fast as one hour or you can schedule it for a time that works 
with your schedule. Mm -hmm. Very important. Mm -hmm. They also have exclusive coupons. You can save money on pantry staples. Everyone loves that. Mm -hmm. They are available at your favorite stores. Groceries delivered from both local and national retailers. They do it all. You don't have to sit in traffic. You don't have to look for parking. You don't have to do the self-checkout thing. Nope. You don't have to have a an internal dialogue with yourself on whether you should get paper or plastic. Yep. Don't have to wait in the checkout line. It's wonderful. Instacart. the best. And this is how it works. So you choose. You can get the app or you can go to instacart.com and shop the groceries you need from your favorite local retailers. I personally use the app. It's quick and easy. Um, And then Instacart shops. Your shopper gathers your groceries with care by selecting excellent produce and contacting you if necessary. And then Instacart delivers. Your groceries will arrive in as little as one hour or, like Lucy said, at a time that you select. They keep hot items hot and cold items cold. It is seriously amazing. So like we, at the time that this is coming out, are still gearing up for tour and we're recording really far ahead of time. And I just feel like I have not had time to go run basic human errands. (laughs) And the other day I went to get something out of my fridge and I opened it and I was like, it's empty. This is really sad. I need to eat. So I just pulled out my phone and I opened my Instacart app and I ordered just some stuff that like would tide me over for the next week. It wasn't a massive load of groceries, but you could order a massive load of groceries. Mm -hmm. I just ordered a couple of the staples that I needed and a couple things I was craving. Grapefruit LaCroix, get at me. And yeah, and like this says, in as little as an hour, they are there with your groceries. And I was able to like keep working on administrative stuff from home while someone shops for me and then it just comes to my apartment. It's unbelievable. So you like you don't know how much you need Instacart until in your you life do it. until you have it. It's the best. <laughs> and you can try Instacart and get $10 off your first order. So to get this limited time offer, go to instacart.com or download the mobile app, which I highly recommend, and enter our promo code GALS at checkout. Again, that's $10 off your first order today at instacart.com or through the mobile app. And don't forget to enter our code GALS, instacart.com or through the mobile app with our code GALS at checkout. Check out Treat Yo Pantry. Y'all have heard us talk about Framebridge a lot before. (laughs) So you know that they make it super easy and affordable to custom frame your favorite things from prints and posters to the photos on your phone. I have so many Framebridge items Mm -hmm. in my home. It is cuckoo bananas. I have a whole folder on my phone. Just for Framebridge. Yeah. Um, And Father's Day is around the corner and Dad doesn't just want any other pair of socks. Unless it's a specific special pair that you could send to Framebridge and have them frame. Um, (laughs) The perfect gift is already on your phone. Just upload your photo and order by Sunday, June 9th for guaranteed free delivery in time for Father's Day. This is such a cool, creative and like beautiful gift to get for a parent or a loved one. And my dad is a, well, was, he is currently retired, but he was a photographer Mm -hmm. and my whole family's pretty into photography. So... A what better gift yeah. than to frame a really important photo, let's say, that you mm-hmm. took of your dad or something like that. It's I love that. It's oh so easy. Yeah. Oh so easy. Oh so you, easy. You just go to framebridge.com, you upload your photos, you can preview your item online in any frame style, so you can kind of play around, make sure the colors are flowing, mm-hmm. jiving. You choose your favorite or get a free recommendation from one of their talented designers. They have experts on hand Mm -hmm. to help you. Yeah. They will custom frame your item. They will deliver your finished piece straight to you, or they can deliver it to 
maybe your dad in time for Father's Day when you place your order by Sunday, June 9th. And they their packaging is very sturdy. It's very mm-hmm. reliable. I like totally trusted shipping off this really pretty art print that I got. And it came back within days, and mm-hmm. it, it's beautiful. And their I love stuff it. is ready to hang. Like, all the hardware is right there. All you need is your hammer, and you're, like, ready to rock and roll. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's, it's amazing. Wonderful. And instead of hundreds of dollars that you'll pay at a traditional framing store, seriously, hundreds of dollars, their prices at FrameBridge start at $39, and all shipping is free. Plus, our listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use our code GALS. So order a custom gift for any dad in your life in minutes. Go to framebridge.com and use the promo code GALS, and you'll save an additional 15% off of your first order. That is amazing. Again, just go to framebridge.com, use that promo code GALS. Again, framebridge.com, promo code GALS. Treat yo art. Treat yo dad. Mm. Your daddy. Don't you just love warm alcohol? (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Well, neither did Dylan, the founder of Brewmate. And that's why he made it Brewmate's mission to shake up the beverage industry for the better. Brewmate's stylish insulated drinkware is designed to keep your favorite beverages ice cold all day long. And it really, really works. It is wild. Whatever your taste in beer or wine or spirits or vodka or tequila, um, Mm. which are spirits, but yeah. Brewmate makes sure every (laughs) sip is the perfect temp. It's amazing. And not only that, but their pieces are really attractive. They're so pretty. They cute. I can't resist like sparkly stuff. Who can? So moth <laughs> really, to a flame. Who can? Exactly. So I have a sparkly tumbler, which mm. is it's glittery, but it's also like, you know, in a darker color. So it's a little bit on the masculine side. You know, I like to straddle that line, but I also have some uh, stemless wine glasses. And first of all, they can hold like a half a bottle of wine. Which is uh, incredible. <laughs> They're also uh, really sparkly. Um, I have one in white. It's like a pearlescent. And then I also have one that kind of ombres from purple to like turquoise. Oh. Reminds me of Amanda's hair, if yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. They come with lids. They're just, I, I use them all the time for all sorts of things. I'm always drinking, is what I'm saying. It's (laughs) the best. And you may as well keep your beverages cold. So do not settle for warm alcohol. You are worth it. Don't settle for it. Chill out with your favorite drinks all day long with Brewmate. Visit brewmate.com and use our promo code GALS15 to get 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order when you go to B-R-U-M-A-T-E.com and add the code GALS15. That's brewmate.com, promo code GALS15 for 15% off your first order. Treat yo beverages. Trade them. Okay, folks. So this case is guaranteed to piss you off, and it absolutely should. Um, I also want to give a brief trigger warning that there is abusive and derogatory language toward lesbians in this case, and I'm very sorry in advance. I fucking hate it, but it's also important to the case. Okay. Um, A lot of folks may have heard of this case, so if you have, just bear with me and pretend that you haven't heard it for the sake of histrionics. All right. It's for me. Yep. Um, so it's August of 2006 in Greenwich Village, Manhattan. 
And I already hate it because we all know how I feel about New York. It's too gross and crowded for me. <laughs> and the garbage smells in August are unbearable. And that's my case. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was very traumatizing. You're, not, you. you're yeah. not saying anything that isn't accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Trigger warning. I hate New York City. I'm so sorry. I like garbage. to visit. I like to visit. <laughs> you are garbage. <laughs> you are, but you are you garbage. trash. <laughs> Wait. So on this night in August, seven black women were outside of the IFC movie theater when a dude named Dwayne Buckle. Yikes. Oh. Um, and <laughs> Crime in an and independent of filmmaker, double yikes. Yikes. <laughs> is wandering near the theater selling some DVDs. Oh. Some reports I read were that like they were DVDs of his own independent films and other ones were like he's straight up selling bootleg DVDs. Like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Huh. Either way, I mean, I appreciate a good hustle and like trying to sell your art. It's literally what we do every week. Right. But this guy is a garbage person. So he was hitting on one of the women in the group, uh, which was wholly unwelcome. And Buckle learned real quick that he was barking up the wrong tree because the women were gay. Boy, bye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, allegedly, one of the women in the group made fun of his ugly jeans, and I couldn't <laughs> relate harder to an altercation in my entire life. That absolutely would have been me. Yeah. Get out of here with your fucking jankos, you giant turd. Um, his, his come on of, quote, let me get some of that oh. while gesturing toward one of the women's named Patrice Johnson's genitals was unwelcome fucking, fucking duh what the fuck? they quickly set him straight proclaiming that they were all lesbians and essentially telling him to bug off because they're not interested also that shit to be an excuse for yeah. him to leave them alone of course but not. also unfortunately yes. most douche bros just take that as try harder and also make yeah. disgusting like lesbian jokes yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's yep. really, that's the path he took because he couldn't just walk away and leave them the fuck alone because then he wouldn't, you know, be involved in this great case that we're talking about. So right. instead, he reacted aggressively, throwing lit cigarette butts at them. Oh my God. Calling them, calling them dykes and yelling, quote, I'll fuck you straight, sweetheart, oh which is God. literally a rape threat. Oh my yeah. God. Right. Literally. And I mean, this isn't guy. That, isn't that funny how, like, there are men out there who don't see that as rape and they're like, oh, I'll rape you. That'll make me better. Like, what? Yeah. Right. Right. You, I you think like they do That's see it as rape and they just don't care. Yeah, don't agree. care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. yeah. It's, it's terrible either way. Yes. Um, and this guy's just a homophobic piece of shit. So he also told one of the women that she looked like an elephant and another that she looked like a man. So I can't imagine why none of the people in this group would want to fuck so him. Swab. I'm just bamboozled by this. Bamboozled. <laughs> also, like, again, like, so if one looks like an elephant, one looks like a man and you want to sleep with them, like all of your arguments make no sense mm -hmm. here. Are you gay? Right. If one looks like a man and you want to sleep with mm -hmm. a man. Okay. Anyway. Right. This I'm just is saying just like your the... logic is not accurate. You're just screaming words that come to your stupid yeah. brain. You're Bad just a, a shitty, flirting. like, you were fucking rejected, so now you're just going well, yeah, to it's explode. It's like that thing of, like, you're, oh, you're well, either, will you hit, like, I'm going to hit on you, and you say no, and then it's like, well, you're ugly anyway. It's like, okay. It's right. Like, okay, it's okay, so so explain to me the first part of this conversation then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, and wasn't it, like, Margaret Atwood, Atwood who said, like, women are afraid that men will kill them, men yes. are afraid that women will laugh at them. Yeah, yes. Right. Like, right. this is exactly that situation. So, unsurprisingly, an argument breaks out, it quickly escalates, and becomes physical. 
Um, these women did shove Buckle, who retaliated by ripping a chunk of one of the women's hair out oh, and then God. tackling another one of the women named Renata Hill and choking her. Oh, my Jesus God. Christ. Um, all of this could be seen on security footage from the movie theater. Um, Patrice Johnson, in defense of her friend Renata, pulled a knife on Buckle. She, like, walked with a steak knife in her bag. Like, I do not blame Brilliant. her. Um... A few men who were nearby onlookers jumped in to break up the fight. Somewhere in the kerfuffle, Buckle got cut and landed in the hospital. It's not entirely clear if Patrice cut him or if one of the other men cut him, but he did get cut. He needed to go to the hospital. He needed stitches. Mm -hmm. um, police were called and all seven women were arrested for, quote, gang assault. Okay. And the media oh had a God. fucking field sake. day. How about yep. we arrest fucking violent, abusive cat callers for once? Yeah. Yeah. The number of times I that I have been groped and molested mm -hmm. and catcalled mm -hmm. in public, I can't mm -hmm. even fucking count. Mm -hmm. And not a single one of those people has ever faced a single consequence for it. Not no, one. Of course and I have not. like Disgusting. fucking PTSD in crowded subway cars mm -hmm. because of it. Like, it's well, what just, were you wearing? Oh, sure. Of course. Ugh. Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, I w literally won't ride the subway anymore because Kenyon and I got like fully masturbated to and followed on the subway like more than followed. once. Oh my God. Followed. It was mm -hmm. very scary, actually. Yeah, not cool. Um, so articles like the media is going crazy over this articles start popping up all over about the quote gang of petite, but ornery lesbians. <laughs> I'm the, sorry. Wait. The quote killer lesbians. <laughs> Wait, that sounds like a gang I want to join. That sounds like uh, a, these are good band names. Eva. Absolutely. But my personal but favorite. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My personal favorite is the quote lesbian wolf pack yes. here for oh, it. Oh. Yes, please. Yeah. Where do I fucking <laughs> sign? Um, and not to miss an opportunity to villainize folks of color, especially women of color. Our little buddy, fuck it. We'll do it live. Bill O'Reilly jumped oh, on the it. media bandwagon. God damn it. Get ready to lose it over this shit. So O'Reilly did an entire show on how, quote, a national underground network of pink pistol packing lesbians <laughs> is terrorizing America. <laughs> it's about time. If it's truly. It is. I fucking I, hope so. I fucking hope so. They'll save the time. world. Yeah, I know. I, I put all of my faith in the pink yeah. pistol packing <laughs> lesbians. I, told I me exactly. I yeah. want to set up a monthly contribution. Well... I actually had the same thought, and I am going to read you a rundown of this episode provided by the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is where I do give my monthly yes. donation. Oh, yep. So that's my recommendation. Donate to the Southern Poverty Law Center. But uh, there actually, shockingly, isn't an underground network of like lesbian gangs Shock that you can Aww. actually donate yes. to. Oh. But um, here's, here's the rundown that was provided by the SPLC. Okay. Um, titled Violent Lesbian Gangs, A Growing Problem. The segment <laughs> began with host Bill O'Reilly briefly referencing for his roughly 3 million viewers. I fucking hate that. The case of Wayne Buckle, a DVD bootlegger who was attacked by seven lesbians in New York City. Deploying swift, broad strokes, O'Reilly painted a graphic picture of lesbian gangs running amok. Quote, in Tennessee, authorities say a lesbian gang called GTO, gays taking over, are involved in raping young girls. And in Philadelphia, a lesbian gang called DTO, dykes taking over, are allegedly terrorizing people as they well. They couldn't even come up okay. with, like, two actually different fake names for these fake groups. I know. 
I know. Um, after this introduction, O'Reilly went to a split-screen live interview with Fox News crime analyst Rod Wheeler. Yeah. Tell me what's going on, O'Reilly said. Wheeler, a Washington, D.C. Metropolitan Police Department officer turned paid Fox News commentator, launched right in. Well, you know, there is this national underground network, if you will, Bill, of women that's lesbians and also some men groups that's actually recruiting kids as young as 10 years old in a lot of the schools in the communities across the country. <laughs> and the, they actually carry a number of weapons and they commit a number of crimes. <laughs> very specific. The homo agenda. So specific. <laughs> yep. Wheeler let's, asserted that let's quote. Let's focus on lesbian rape and completely ignore rape. Yep. But let's talk about the 10-year-old children being recruited mm. by a, all these DTOs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently there's a <laughs> number of them. GTOs. Wheeler asserted that quote. We've actually counted just in the Washington, D.C. area alone. That's Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Well over 150 of these crews. And they, like I said, recruit these kids to be members of these oh gangs. O'Reilly asked, now when they recruit kids, are they indoctrinating them into homosexuality? Because that's <laughs> deaf how it works. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Wheeler answered. As a matter of fact, some of the kids have actually reported that they were being forced into, you know, performing sex acts and doing what sex acts fuck? with some of these people. Oh, my God. Okay. <sighs> yep. Flabbergasted by the sheer depravity of it all, <laughs> O'Reilly nevertheless forged ahead. <laughs> I never thought of this, said the host of the No Spin Zone. Yeah, no spin. It makes sense that if you had lawless gay people, they would do this kind of thing. Lawless you associate gay homosexuality more with a social movement, not a criminal movement. But you're saying this is all over the country, detective? It's all over the country, Wheeler replied. <laughs> I mean, you go from New York to California to wherever you want to name, you can see these organizations. Oh, my God. Next. Next came the Pink Guns. Quote, now the other thing, too, that our viewers are going to find very, very interesting is the fact that they actually carry, some of these groups carry pink pistols, Wheeler said. They call themselves the Pink Pistol Packing Group, and these are lesbians that actually carry pistols. I thought they called themselves blocks. I know, right? <laughs> they use these, they commit crimes, and they cause a lot of hurt to a lot of people. Oh, my God. Oh, my so, God. This may come to a shock as a shock to you, but there is zero evidence to back these claims. What? Wait. No. Who? But I was so excited. I was so I excited. I wanted it to be real, too. Um, Gaithersburg, Maryland detective Patrick Word, preside, uh, president of the Mid-Atlantic Regional Gang Investigators Network, so like a legit person whose life's work is to study this shit. Uh -huh. Right. Um, it, which and that that network is an intelligence sharing organization of 400 criminal justice professionals in Maryland, Washington D.C., and Virginia, and he said that there is no evidence whatsoever of a lesbian gang <laughs> epidemic in his region. Shocking. Shocking. Well, he's also Quote, not membership, paid by Fox News, so can we really no. trust him? <laughs> I, That's I know. true. That That's is true. true. <laughs> Fake news. Fake Quote: news. Our membership reports only one lesbian gang. The fact that there's one just makes me super happy. Do they have a? Uh, do they have rainbow guns and glitter I don't bombs? Know. Right? I couldn't no? find <laughs> the, the information on what they're packing. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna need Sergeant their address Brett, so we can send them some swag. Yeah, we're gonna. Send yeah, them I'm gonna some need their like, Venmo information so we can start supporting this organization. <laughs> 
Um, Sergeant Brett Parson, who is a member and former commander of the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department's Gay and Lesbian Liaison Unit, also questioned Wheeler's numbers. Quote, we have 150 to 175 total gangs in the D.C. area, like known gangs. And 100% and out of, those, of them are lesbian, are lesbians, packing yeah. gangs. And out of those, only nine were the predominance, in only nine were the predominance of members female. Mm-hmm. So that would make it, if, for it to even be possible for there to be X amount of lesbian gangs, only nine of those 175 mm-hmm. gangs even had, like, majority female members, and then it's not super likely that they're all lesbians. <laughs> Isn't, you it said, great? Quote, you s- Isn't it great that we're living in a day and age where people where on this is a the quote-unquote news can literally just make up fairy tales like, and yeah. brand it as factual. It's yeah. incredible. They just say whatever. It's 100% manufactured. Whatever the It's the no spin want. zone, baby. No spin zone. <laughs> it's so scary. And Sergeant Parson goes on to say, quote, you simply can't make the jump that they are lesbians. <laughs> I think it is fair to cannot. talk about... He said, I think it's fair. You can't. You can't just assume that, like, these female-oriented <laughs> gangs are all lesbians. No. I think it's fair to talk about violence and female gangs, but to sensationalize or marginalize a community by making a statement like that seems irresponsible. Doy. Also, let's focus on the nine gangs out of the 175. <laughs> right. That have mostly women, but all the other ones we'll just not think yeah. about. Yeah. So three of the seven women in this uh, lesbian wolf pack pled guilty <laughs> to attempted assault and got six months each in oh prison. But two of those convictions, two of those convictions were later overturned. Still, um, yeah. It gets worse. The other four went to trial for the assault, but this is America. So the judicial outcome is obviously not going to be properly just. Um, after only five hours of deliberation, the all-white jury of ten women and two men rejected Jesus. the defense's argument in self-defense and found them guilty of second-degree assault. Of course, oh an all-white um, jury is very representative of New York City. Yeah, jury of your yeah, peers. What the fuck Jesus is that? Christ. Right. Um, Patrice Johnson, who had been the one to pull a knife and either did cut him or maybe somebody else cut him. Like again, there's really we're not sure. Um, she had been charged with a fucking attempted murder. Oh my god! But she was acquitted of that charge, thank God. And as if convicting these four women of gang fucking assault wasn't enough, apparently the judge, after sentencing, had the audacity to condescend to these women that they quote mind their nursery rhymes. What? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never Fuck hurt me. What but the lit fu- cigarette oh butts? Oh, I know. Oh my god! I, yeah, th- obviously this buckle dude like not only verbally attacked them but physically attacked them. How about we right. arrest him Fuck for selling bootleg fucking DVDs because yeah, Eric Garner lost his life selling fucking Lucy cigarettes. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I, Jesus. Um, I'm mad, and y'all. I know. I know. I know. And fucking Buckle was quoted in the New York Daily News saying, quote, I'm stabbed and I have a scar that will be with me for the rest of my life. They have their jail sentences, but they'll be out soon. This is what I get for being a nice guy. Oh. Fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. I can't. I, I, like, I know that I'm going to hell and it kind of makes me excited because at least I get to watch all these other people burn. Like, yeah. right. I'm so excited to be like, just watch them all get what they deserve. Uh, yeah. Uh, the worst. Also, the New York Daily so News Renata, is owned by the same fucking people as Fox News. Oh, yeah. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Renata Hill, the woman who was choked, served three and a half years oh in prison. Oh, my God. Fuck off. Patrice Jackson, the woman who defended her friend, served seven <gasps> and a half years. Holy shit. Terrain Dandridge served two and a half years, and Venice Brown accepted a plea deal of attempted gang assault with 26 months time served plus two years probation, but is still like a felon for the rest of her life. Oh <laughs> my God. Disgusting. Um, uh, it's so fucked up. This whole situation is absolute when, fucking when trash. When do we get to a glow up? Is the glow up that Dwayne Buckle dies a violent death? Well, yes. here's my next sentence. So let's get to the glow up because we need some good. <laughs> Please help. So Renata Hill, after her release, enrolled at the Borough of Manhattan Community College to pursue her degree in human services. She also goes on speaking tours on college campuses across the country to talk about her case and shed light on other cases like hers with tragically similar outcomes. Oh, my God. Patrice Johnson used her time in prison to finish her high school education and while in prison ran a support group for survivors of domestic violence because she was inspired by the stories of the other women in prison with her. And at the time that she was sentenced, she was like 19. Oh, my God. Like, this woman is fucking amazing. Jesus Christ. She said, quote, after hearing a lot of the women's stories while in Bedford Hills Correctional Facility, I noticed so many were doing time because they were in abusive relationships. I felt it wasn't right when some men rape, kill, or just violate women and get less yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, you feel preach. like it's not right? Yeah. yeah. It's definitely mm-hmm. not Patrice right. Patrice <laughs> Johnson gets seven and a half years, and a half years in prison. And meanwhile, what's mm-hmm. his nuts who raped a woman behind a dumpster got what? Yep, six got months? Got three months. Yeah. Not even. Well, he was served three. with six months. He served three Three, three months. And was like released on good behavior. Versus yeah. seven and, and a half just years. A, he's a nice, he's a nice guy. Well, he had he's a, a swimmer. swimmer. He's an athlete. He had a swimming yeah. It's not his fault that she was wearing something like low cut, you know? Yep. Uh. Yep. Yep. Totally. Um, after Patrice Johnson was released, she enrolled in Essex County Community College to get her degree in liberal arts. And her long-term ambition is to open a spa so that, quote, women will have a place to take a break from the everyday struggles of life. Oh. Fucking Thank preach. God. Good for um, her. Terrain Dandridge began working on her degree after release with the goal of becoming a respiratory therapist. She also works as a full-time security guard and a vigilant advocate for the right to self-defense and for gender equality across the country. Woohoo! And yeah. the biggest glow up of all, an award-winning documentary was released in 2014 profiling this case called Out in the Night. It is so fucking good. I highly recommend watching it. You can get it on Amazon Prime. Um, and it was directed by a woman named Blair Dorschwalther. It totally crushed. A few of the women in the documentary still tour the country doing speaking engagements and viewings of the film on top of just living their busy fucking lives. They are totally slaying. I'm super happy about it. Um, And this documentary has won a ton of awards for best documentary feature, including at the Image and Nation LGBT Montreal Film Festival, the LA Film Festival, the New Orleans Film Festival, Rochester Image Out, and Twist Seattle Queer Film Festival. Mm -hmm. Nice. So... But it's how many awards like, did Buckles Films make? <laughs> yeah, all of his bootleg Directed DVDs. by DVDs. Wayne Buckle, Wayne independent Buckle filmmaker. Independent filmmaker. Still, actually, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm gonna fucking look him up on IMDb. Let's see. Ugh. Dwayne. Let's see. I hate Fucking him. Buckle. Buckle. Fuckle. So yeah, there's a lot more nuance to this case. And obviously <laughs> this is like one large case with a lot of individual moving parts and like right. seven different queer women of color 
being accused of a crime. So I would right. recommend watching the documentary because for the limited space of time that we had today, I couldn't go into all of it, but like there's a lot of crazy mm-hmm. shit. It's oh, okay. Sounds bananas. like it. So I, these women obviously did not get the justice that they deserved and have gone on to per, like pursue their educations, work in advocacy and the emotional labor of making that film and retelling their stories oh, in can't. such a vulnerable way. I can't imagine. I was just, it's just thinking like, that. The epitome of a fucking glow up. Can you imagine, like, if some guy was doing that to any of you and we were just out trying to, like, have a nice night? They were at a movie. They were going to a fucking movie. I know. Like, Like, I would have done the same. I would have gotten in his face and I would have been, like, you know, fuck off. Kenyon would have been arrested real quick. I have literally done that. I got kicked out of a nightclub years ago because some guy was relentlessly hitting on my friend and, like, trying to touch her. Mm -hmm. And he would not take no for an answer. So I finally got in his face. I didn't touch him. I told him to fuck off. Mm And the next thing I knew, there are two security guards grabbing me by the arm, kicking me out because he alleged that I hit him, which I never fucking mm-hmm. did. Jesus. So I got thrown up. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I fucking got thrown out of the club because oh. some asshole was like borderline assaulting my friend. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. But also that means so that you're annoying. definitely like the new ringleader of the wolf pack. It sounds like. <laughs> oh, yeah. The yeah. Lesbian, lesbian wolf pack glow assemble. <laughs> <laughs> fucking glow up. So, yeah, that's my case. Nice uh, job. That was Good. Good job. Good, but very Ugh, frustrating. Bananas, y'all. Special thanks this week. We got to shout out our fan picker, mm. Megan Bartolo. Nose picker. What a fun topic. I loved this topic. Yeah, this and was Megan fun. Would, Megan would like to shout out their younger sis, Carla Cahill. Do mm. I spy a gateway gal? I believe I do. Ooh. Thank uh, you, Megan. Thank you. And thank you to Liz Walsh. For your $5 a month donation, I want you to walsh me with soaps and oils. You are walshing away our worries with your $5 a month. Thank correct. you. Correct. Correct. Thank you to, whoa, little lady justice. Mm, ain't she sweet? I don't know what that's about, but I'm digging it. Here lady for it. Lady justice. Thank you so much. And Jackie Hubner for your Hube donation of $5 a month. Thank you so much. Hube. <laughs> the hubris with which we speak is thanks to you. Nailed it. <laughs> we got it. Thank you, Jamie. No last name required. Mm-mm. Possibly first name. Jamie. You put others to shamey yeah, with you your do. generosity. <laughs> As do you, Kelly Lobera. Ooh. Kelly, Kelly, Lobera, banana, banana, Lobera, me, my, Lobera, Lobera. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Caitlin McAfee. Mm. Oh, you can update my, my malware s- any day. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> Amazing. Julia Huss, don't huss and fuss. Give us your $5 a month. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you also to Shara or maybe Shara Neely. Mm. We are in desperate need of your $5 a month. Thanks for sharing <laughs> with us. Yeah. Uh, Cassie, who needs no other name. Cassie is a sweet, sweat, sassy Cassie, thank you for your $5 a month donation. We don't know if you're a lassie or neither, neither, or both. God bless, Cassie. Hey, you got a double header here. Oh, a request? Okay. Thank you for the pronunciation guide. 
<laughs> Brandon E. Kleisick. Uh, clever Kleisick. Thank you for your $5 a month donation. And thank you for requesting moi to read your nam. The E must stand for excellent taste. Ecstatic to be here. <laughs> Easy cheese. There we go. The good old Brandon Easy Cheese Kleisick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking of high school nicknames, Mallory Milshack. Mm. Milkshake. Making me want a milkshake. Yeah. Thank you, Mallory. I'm sorry for butchering a last name. Big time. <laughs> and thank you, Jenna Bartholomew. Ooh. The study of Barth. Um, <laughs> that would be Bartholomew, <laughs> but Bartholomew <laughs> is a close second. Thank you for your $5 a month donation. I'm going to need a lobotomy. After that. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Alice Geyer. Alice, you're, we're sending us straight to Wonderland with your $5 a month. Oh. Thank you so much. And thank you, Isaac Smith. I believe it was Isaac Newton who was hit on the head with a Granny Smith apple and <laughs> built the theory of gravity. Built it. He built from it from scratch. the ground up. It's just a theory after all. We don't know if gravity's real. It's the earth not. is flat. Thank you for your $5 a month donation. <laughs> oh, my yeah, Lord. Yeah, this is made for you. Thank you for many reasons to funeral law lady. Mm. <laughs> I don't know who you are or what you do, but I like you. I have a feeling funeral it has to do with law funeral lady. law. What's a funeral law? Who even knows? There's got to be laws about how do you do funerals. Now you, you're all over it. There's no way to know. Thank you, F-F-L-L-F-L-L. Thank you, Sarah Carpen. I'd like to sing the Carpenters to you, but <laughs> only, who is it? Mary Chapin Carpenter is coming to mind. <laughs> JK. But Sarah increased their donation from $2 to $5 a month. We love those increases. It just means you like us. You really, really like us. You really like us. Mm. You know who really likes us? Mm-hmm. Sierra Crazy. Crazy. She's crazy about us. Oh, she's also, well, this person is also kicking off our $10 a month tier, which means that you will be getting a free fucking patriarchy flexible wine glass in the mail, Sierra. Yeah, you will, honey. Yeah, you will. As will Abby, who needs no other name, Downton Abby. Thank you for your $10 a month donation. Keep an eye on the mail, baby. Oh, yeah. Ditto to you, Lee Corley. Mmm. Uh, you are extraordinarily f- generous. We are surely corally over your donation. I don't know. <laughs> we tried, and thank we tried. you, Crystal Cummings, coming at us hard with that $10 a month. And Crystal does Minnesota Glitter Works. Yeah, we met Crystal at the And That's Why We Drink show. We did, and they had made us these adorable custom wine glasses. I have mine right here. Same. Mine is blue glitter, and I am obsessed. Love. Mm -hmm. Love Crystal. Mine is green glitter. Love Minnesota Glitter Works. Congrats. Ugh, so cute. Mm -hmm. Thank you to... Shazabe. Nailed it. Or just Shez for short. Mm-hmm. Conum. Nailed it. I can hardly pronounce your mm. name. It's beautiful, though. I'm going to stick with Shez. Thank you so much, Shez. Shez lounge with us. Absolutely. 
Lindsay Broughton increased their donation from five to ten dollars a month, so they are now qualified to receive a fucking patriarchy wine glass. Broughton it on, Lindsay Broughton. Broughton Ooh, it on. You really brought it. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Dana Conley, who also increased their pledge from ten to fifteen dollars a month. You just got upgraded to some trash. trash Dana Conley. Queen. As did Jeannie Gordon. You're going to get a gourd load of trash. Gourd load? <laughs> Could be decorative gourds, rotten gourds. You never know what kind of trash is going to come your way, Jeannie Gordon. Buckle up. I try not to send, like, organic material. Do it. But, you know, I suppose dust is organic. It is. It's mostly human skin. Oh, God. All right. Oh. We're moving on. <laughs> JC Garcia. Mm. JC. Jesus Christ. Thank you JC so Christ. much <laughs> for your donation. Now I can shop at JC Pennies. Nailed it. Are they still, if still around? Yeah. Okay. I think they're like. Anyway, moving on. On the outs. Anyway, <laughs> Melissa Walters is not on the outs. They have given us $15 a month, which also makes them a trash queen or king or neither, neither, or both. Oh, Melissa, yeah. I just want to kiss you with consent. Mm-hmm. Also, thank you to our trash queen, Amy mm. Lit. This Gonna shit is lit. lit. That was low-hanging fruit. That was perfect hanging fruit. <laughs> Susanna Scruggs, given $25 a month. You've got me scrugging my shoulders, Susanna. You must really love us to give $25 a month. That means you can pick a topic and or case and or wine or all three if we can handle it. So if you haven't done so already, reach out to us so that we can get your uh, episodes scheduled. Our love. Oh, I'm really struggling with how mm. much I care about you. Ah, uh, seriously. Thank you to Shoshana Toundro, mm. also donating at $25 a month. We will be eagerly awaiting your picks. Love it. Uh, for Shoshana. For Shoshana. Getting Love it. that for shout. And last but not least, Lauren Hurley, who's hurling us $25 a month. <laughs> You also get to pick a case and or topic and or wine, assuming we can actually acquire it. And we can't wait to hear from you. Hurl us your topics. Hurl. Coral. <laughs> all right. That's all we got, folks. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers. Hey, Christy, what do we talk about on our podcast? Well, Ashley, we talk about all kinds of weird stuff. Like aliens. And ghosts. And cults. And cryptids. And witches. And murders. Yeah, even sometimes murders. Basically, we talk about all kinds of weird shit. Oh, I already said that. Oh. 
So yeah, if you like weird topics, feminist rants, and the occasional F-bomb, you should listen to us. We post new episodes every other Monday. Find us online at thatsweird.org. And subscribe to That's Weird on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.